so good to be with you this morning. Um, it's also so good to not be in charge of a worship service. <laughs> All I got to do is a sermon. This feels nice. <laughs> um, and if you are from East Atlanta or Southeast Atlanta, um, you are always welcome to Ormwood Church, although I will not take your people. Maybe. Um, and that email is hilarious. I find that with Derek, my favorite part of Derek are the written exchanges via email and text message. Um, They're always entertaining and make me laugh. But it is very good to be with you here um, in this space today. And we are going to talk a little bit about community, Um, whether you're from the east side, southeast, or Buckhead. We're all at the welcome table. Um, But last week started out a bit rough for me. Uh, It started with a car fiasco brought on by the pandemic, as many stressful things right now seem to be. Um, On Monday morning, the car that I drive normally would not start, and my spouse had already left with the other car. And it had been finicky for a few days on starting for the last week. But on Monday morning, it didn't give even a hint of wanting to start. So after some Googling while sitting in my car, um, I finally determined that it was the 12-volt battery. That is what needed to change, and that my year of the Prius definitely had some quirky things in changing the battery, so I was not going to attempt it. I took it into the dealership, cleared my schedule, my neighbors jumped the car, and I was off. Um, But when I rolled up to the dealership, the the dear man gave me a very pitying look. And apparently right now, many people need 12-volt batteries. I'm not the only one. And the kind that fit my car is on back order until mid-September. He was very matter-of-fact about this, as if my life didn't just change. Uh, I was like, the car right here that I drive will not work for a month. And I was like, yeah, that's true. Long story short, my spouse and I once again got on Google, and we found an auto parts store in Atlanta that had one battery left that fit my car. And so I went, and I picked it up, came back to the dealership. My car is running. I'm very grateful. I drove it here today. But we were one of the lucky ones. In the next week, there will be many people who are parking their cars for good, for a few weeks at least, until they're restocked. Um, He said that he had already had a woman just leave her car at the dealership and say, call me in a month when it's ready. Um, They're going to have to park their entire car because one part is missing. One part. And the problem with the battery shortage um, is the supply chain, which has been devastated by many pressure points during COVID. The supply chain for a battery is similar to others. First, you need the raw materials to make the battery, obviously. And then it has to go through the manufacturing process. And after that, there is pack assembling. I don't actually know what that is. And then global shipping, which, um, if you didn't know, there is a shortage on containers for shipping. And even if it makes it to the US, I'm not kidding you, there is a lack of storage for batteries right now, specific storage for batteries. There are a lot of problems at many steps in this process. The whole supply chain comes to a halt when one single problem along the way occurs. And my car becomes useless. Each of the pieces is essential 
to the whole. And that's two for two in this metaphor. A whole car relies on one battery, and the whole supply chain can get stopped by one piece, which is obviously an accurate example of our passage from 1 Corinthians today. In the book of 1 Corinthians, Paul is trying, sometimes quite desperately, you can read it in his tone, to get a large group of very different people to be the church, to be the body of Christ. And as we focus in on chapter 12 of 1 Corinthians, Paul is tackling the spiritual aspects and divisions in that. Some people have the gift of wisdom. Other people have the gift of communicating well. Some people are full of faith and others spend their time healing. We can see the supply chain right there. Some people do miracles and others tell the truth or they get the read of the room really well. There are a lot of different gifts to negotiate and to access and to make space for. And they all make this community in Corinth happen. They make that church exist. So to help the congregants grasp that all the gifts are not just helpful but essential, Paul uses the image of a body. Eventually it becomes Christ's body. And the body of Christ does not consist of one member but many. He says that three times. It's all the pieces combined. It's a paradox of sort, being whole but also being individuals. And Paul goes on to help them see how silly it is to imagine that their gifts or their presence in the community is essential or not essential. Does a foot say to the hand, I'm good, I've got this? No. Does an ear get sad that it's not an eye and so just stop working? No. Does it make any sort of sense imagining that you can get a car battery if you skip manufacturing or shipping? No. The care, the honor, the space made for each part of the body of Christ is essential. Basically, without each other, Paul tells them they're useless. Random feet wandering around or a hand laying on a couch or an ear lying on the table. That is not the body of Christ. That is not the church. That is not the whole package. It is just the parts and we want the whole package. Actually, we need the whole package. Paul is, of course, talking about spiritual gifts here and the people who go along with them. In order to have a spiritual community, you need the prayers and the healers and the truth-tellers. You need all of that. Those pieces make up the whole. But in this pandemic, I think we've realized something even more basic about this metaphor that Paul uses. This paradox of being the whole made up of individual parts. I think this metaphor is good not just to describe the spiritual gifts of a church, but it also describes how we exist as individual humans making up any community of people, be it the church, or a family, or a nation, All the parts make up the whole, and this metaphor reminds us that we cannot be humans on our own. We are social creatures. To be human is to be part of the family of humans that God 
has created us for. It is to be in community. And quite literally, without each other, we will die. That is how God made us. And you might think that I am being dramatic when I say it like that. But hear me out. The, the current Surgeon General, Vivek Murthy, Dr. Vivek Murthy, studied loneliness during his last tenure as Surgeon General, which was 2013 to 17, I think. And the more he was out in the country tackling our largest health issues like obesity, smoking, heart disease, the more he realized that almost all of those diseases were directly or indirectly linked to whether people were lonely or not, whether they had community, whether they had a good friend to call in an emergency, whether they were part of a body of people or were simply a foot walking along detached. Were they part of the whole? Because people's lives, Dr. Murthy realized, depended on that. The, the statistics are pretty startling. Um, in the years since he started researching this, the studies have confirmed over and over again that humans who are socially isolated cannot thrive. The lack of social connection on reducing lifespan is equal to the risk of smoking 15 cigarettes a day. 15 cigarettes a day. It's worse than obesity. Isolation is worse than excess alcohol consumption. And it is worse than the lack of exercise and moving your body. Community keeps us alive. As humans in the way that God created us, we are hardwired for connection. We are hardwired to be an individual in a larger body. And when we don't, we languish. Quite literally, if we try to be a part of the body of Christ, away from the body of Christ, we will die. Paul's metaphor is not just convenient, it is life-saving. Thanks be to God. But just because the body, or the whole, or the community is essential, doesn't mean it's easy. Just because we're made for community doesn't mean getting all the parts to work together at the same time happens well. We are not naive, we know this. And so does Paul. I hope you noticed, or maybe you've noticed in the past, how much negative language he actually uses in this passage to describe the metaphor of being the body of Christ. In the first three verses alone, he uses the word not seven times. We have the dramatic foot saying, if I'm not a hand, I'm out. And then the ear is echoing the foot sentiments. And if you jump down to verse 21, Paul has to remind people that they can't just decide someone doesn't belong. The eye can't decide, I don't need that hand. And then Paul takes us to the all too common quagmire of comparison. Are certain parts weaker? Or are they stronger? 
Are they more honorable or are they less? Are they more respectable or less respectable? Are some parts and people inferior? It makes sense that Paul ends the metaphor reminding people that there is suffering. And when one part suffers, the whole is affected. When one car part is missing, the whole car is affected. When one slip in the supply chain happens, everything comes to a halt. Being a whole community made up of individuals takes commitment and grace and long-suffering, you name it. But even in that aspect of it, we are together. We are whole. And we also get to celebrate and be happy for the other parts. We get to do that as well. And there's some balance there if we can commit to celebrating and joy as much as we can commit to being in the suffering together. And these days, it seems to take just as much effort to share in our celebrations as joys as it does to be together in our suffering. Because in the end, this is the arrangement that we've got. You are the body of Christ and individually members of it. And if this is God's circus, you are one of the clowns. If this is a battery plant, you might be in the manufacturing, the storage, I'm not sure. If this is a school or a kindergarten classroom, you might be a student. Maybe a little chaotic. <laughs> if this is a garden, you're one of the flowers. Honestly, I, this is an unlimited metaphor here. You can find so many different ways to describe that basic essential paradox that while we are individuals that God has created beautifully, it is community that God has given us to keep us alive. And it is a wonderfully crowded table.